Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the ARC Digital Transformation Viewpoints podcast is the only podcast dedicated to all things related to digital transformation in energy, industrial, and critical infrastructure applications. The podcast is the creation of the ARC Advisory Group Digital Transformation Practice. ARC advises leading companies on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business. To engage further, please like and share our podcast or reach out directly on Twitter at ARC underscore advisory or please go to the website at www.arcweb.com. This is Peter Reynolds, industry analyst, and in this episode, we'll explore the recent groundswell of support around the need for sustainable and open digital twins. Sustainable digital twins are needed after handover for the long operate and maintain portion of a plant's life cycle. So today I'm with Ed Moore, operations technology and distinguished engineer and strategist with Chevron. Ed, thanks for being with me today. Thank you, Peter. Let's first of all, let's talk about a digital twin. It has many different meanings. As you know, uh, from your perspective, what is a digital twin? So when we look at digital twin, it's really three main areas of it. There's the models, the data, and the visualization. Of those three areas, we're at different maturity levels at each one. So historically, we've had model digital twins for decades. Um, APC and SCADA uh, models that we use in our facilities every day. We've had those for 20 plus years, and those control our operations. We don't have people uh, impacting those models. They run on their own. And so it's very important um, to understand that history of it. But those models are you know, difficult to maintain, um, and data integration is very um, manual at this point. So we, we are looking as we move forward into future digital twins to be able to simplify those model developments as well as the data uh, integration with that. You know, currently we have lots of data, but it's not integrated. And so as we move forward with digital twins, it's about integrating that data with our models and also making that visually available to people. In the future, we see that we're going to have fully integrated digital twins and digital versions of our entire value chain. To achieve this, we'll need cloud-based systems that are able to handle the scale of these models because they're going to be exceptionally complex, as well as we'll have challenges to bring the data in in real time, sub-second, to allow the, op- the models to operate at the speed that the business needs. There, there's a lot of challenges with digital twins today, and, and, and why does that matter to a company like Chevron? We see two major challenges for digital twins. One is the scope of our digital twins. So we have a lot of point solutions. So how do we do and get to a holistic digital twin for a facility? And then how do we integrate those digital twins into a global company model that represents our entire value chain and allows us to optimize that? So vendors have one-off solutions and they're very good at that area, but they're not interoperable and they're more monolithic. So we need to find the data standards and develop data standards that allow us to kind of interoperate across multiple solutions and build these very large integrated value chain-based digital twins. The next area we see is really the build and sustain part of digital twins. So we got to start thinking about how we maintain our digital twin just like we do our physical world. So today we typically have change, management of change uh, processes to go out and replace a pump. And you know it's very well-defined. Um, and we are done typically when the pump's up and running. We need to start thinking about, well, that management of change is not done until we've actually updated 
our digital twin or our digital version of that pump as well. So it's really integrating our work processes to update the digital versions along with the physical versions to ensure that we keep our models and systems up to date for our digital twins. So we heard uh, from other working group uh, members, you know, certainly those challenges are, are common. The ability to keep things up to date, to sustain models over the long time. And, and let's face it, PNID updates have been challenging for, for a long time. So you recently became, became part of a working group. Can you tell us a little bit about the scope of that working group, your charter, uh, what is your, your mandate, and you know, what are is, what is some of the focus areas for that working group? So the Sustainable Asset Digital Twin Working Group uh, was started uh, last fall when we had our inaugural meeting at one of the uh, company's uh, offices where we all got together and really started talking about how are we going to develop and manage these larger digital twin activities that we all are are taking on. Um, The objectives of that working group are really one to define what we all mean so as an industry, what does digital twin mean? What is its definition? What is its scope? Okay. And so we, in that inaugural me- meeting last fall and, and in subsequent monthly meetings we've had, we've really gotten that well-defined and developed more clarity around what we're meaning by a digital twin. The next phase of that working group will be to start to move forward with um, defining kind of the interfaces and the vision of what digital twins should look like. Our vision for the working group is to then ultimately have a framework upon which vendors can build their solutions towards. We're working closely with the existing data standards organizations that are out there um, and allow companies to basically innovate uh, with uh, vendor solutions, providing parts of the digital twin offering and allowing companies to integrate these together in a seamless and low-cost way. Right, yeah. So, Ed, in the, uh, one of the first working group documents, ARC published a, a paper called Moving Towards Sustainable Asset Digital Twins. And in that document, there's a really interesting Venn diagram that shows uh, uh, process models, visualization, and data aggregation. And it shows something called Asset Digital Twin uh, in the in the intersection of those three circles, so that's quite new. So, what is the what is the importance of the intersection of these three parts? No, that's a great point. So, to help create clarity and align around the key opportunities for a digital twin, the working group created the Venn diagram, as you spoke to, of data, model slash process, and visualization. And the purpose of that is we felt those are the three main areas of a digital twin that uh, exist. And, and we're going to need interoperability around those. Today, those really exist in silos. We have companies that do visualization really well, and they have some of the data, but the models are then maintained by other companies. And we, to achieve the goal of the digital twin, we really need to, to get to that center part of the Venn, Venn diagram where we're providing all three that are integrated together. That's where the business value is going to come from. So really the highest level of that digital twin maturity is depicted by the center of that Venn diagram when all three components come together and the silos are really broken down and don't exist any longer. And so to achieve this, our vendors and partners are gonna have to develop and support standards in this space that will allow us to easily integrate and bring those two things together, as well as build out 
our own capabilities on top of our digital systems. We do not expect that a single vendor can meet all the needs of this space, and we also don't want a monolithic system like we have in other areas of our business. We want the ability to bring these things together and to innovate at speed to bring value to our business. Right. So in, in terms of that, that Venn diagram, I know the working group spent considerable time uh, coming up with that as a, as a maturity level. And then the group would use that, reference that Venn diagram often in creating, I think the group called them uh, opportunities. They sound a little bit like principles and in terms of... Uh, uh, op, you know, you know, going forward, you know, th- thinking about that. So one of those, for example, is uh, interoperability or or a, a common set of uh, definitions and data sets. Can you give me an example of some of the uh, of the opportunities and, and needs that were defined as part of that uh, working group document? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, the the challenge we identified in the working group was that there's a great diversity of disparate data sources that we must federate and unify. So the opportunity is that all that data is going to be interoperable, easily accessible, and, and, and aligned. And alignment is a challenge because a lot of these models look at things differently, and it's hard to align them properly. We also want those models to be standards-based. So that's going to be important for us to work with our existing standards bodies uh, from a data perspective, getting those all aligned holistically. Um, and then that allows us to then achieve many of the goals we have for Digital Twin. The needs are really f- about our technology vendors to support these data standards and allow us to plug and play and build on top of those data models. Right. But also the asset owners should agree on using the same vision principles and standards to improve the consistency of the solution, which then gives the, the vendors an easier way to bring value-added products on top of that. Right. So what about uh, what about some of the use cases, Ed? I know the, the paper talked about 3D laser scanning and some some visualization. What are some of the most important use cases to Chevron? And 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 I think most of the focus here was in leveraging uh, uh, the uh, mature, fully mature asset digital twin across the uh, operate and maintain phase. So from your view, what are some of those important use cases? So we see two major high value use cases. One is that optimization of our entire value chain and bringing value to the company by you know, identifying pinch points and uh, areas of inefficiencies throughout our existing operations. So we're not going to be able to achieve that until we really have that kind of full end-to-end digital twin of our operations. Another area is, is more in main, our maintenance and inspection areas to where as we get to more consistent laser scanning as well as you know live video feeds, is starting to minimize the need for our employees to actually go out into the operation field and to be able to do that more remotely, as well as to also bring in models that can automatically detect issues uh, with the operation. So um, as we get more of this data and the visualization available, a person can, for example, put on a holographic set of glasses and be able to virtually go out into the plant look at an area, potentially measure things to millimeter level precision if they have a a high quality um, laser scan and do a lot of the things that they used to to do uh, in the field, they can do those things in the office. So what's what's, uh, next for the working group, Ed? The next step for the working group is to host a industry panel at the ARC Forum in Orlando on Wednesday afternoon. That will be attended by Chevron, 
Dow, ExxonMobil, Shell, and other companies that have been part of the working group. We're, during that session, we'll be sharing our views on the opportunities, the frame, and how we can align on key industry challenges for digital twins, as well as address some of the needs around these solutions being scalable to an enterprise global level, as well as cost-effective development and sustainability of those digital twins. Well, Ed, thanks very much for speaking with me today. It's been my pleasure, Peter, and I look forward to seeing you in the coming weeks at the ARC Forum in Orlando. <music>